0: welcome to another episode of fresh off the air podcast i'm your host leo Low, together with my longtime homie
1: jeff lynn hey hey jeff lynn in the house (laughs) how you doing buddy it's uh i'm doing good man uh you know life is back to normal i feel like oh yeah yeah as far as like the traffic outside and you know people just out there out and about Mm-hmm. At the grocery stores and uh, hey restaurants are quarterly open mm-hmm. so looks like you know everyone well, everyone is getting ready to open back up and uh um, be done with this quarantine thing right
0: it's good to see some progress
1: yeah i i mean if you're a restaurant owner would you would you think about opening up right now i i would Uh, it's
0: it's good for business but i don't think they're allowed that right
1: oh no not completely but like uh, to open back up quarterly right it's better than nothing yeah at 25 percent capacity they're
0: really getting crushed these days
1: yeah they are but you have to think about like okay so what about like the overhead Mm -hmm. and electricity uh all the all your, the
0: all overhead for running a business, right?
1: Yeah, your your employees and everything, right? I mean, those are going to be the same, but you're going to be operating at a twenty five percent capacity. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be worth it, or might as well just have the place c- close and not have to deal with any costs at all?
0: Right, it varies between store to store. I think it's just a the math they have to do themselves. Mm-hmm. But it's always good to see we're making progress. Yeah. But my biggest fear is that we're doing it too soon. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, like there's still a lot of people that potentially out there they're asymptom- mm-hmm. asymptomatic, asymptomatic. Mm-hmm. The word, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they they might call the virus, but they haven't shown any symptom. Yeah. So now we're allowing some of the beans getting back uh, to normal. Then those people out there they're they're getting more people getting uh, caught the virus since uh, it's highly contagious. So mm-hmm. I don't know if uh, if that's going to help uh, in the long run.
1: No, mm-hmm. just you know, hoping for the best. Because think about like if they open for a week, mm-hmm. and then the the number of infected right. goes, you know, way up, mm-hmm. and then we might have to, you know, force into a position where we have to close for even a longer time, mm-hmm. maybe until the end of the year. And you know,
0: that's that's almost like the general consensus because. Mm-hmm. Um, both Dr. Fauci and the other what's that lady's name from CDC. Um, um, forgot. Yeah. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're they're both uh projecting that this whole thing is gonna drag a whole year at least. Mm-hmm. Um, summer t- summertime definitely help uh because of heat and in in the temperature rise. Yeah. Um, uh, but there's gonna be a second wave for sure. You already see in some places like China. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Koreans see something going up. Yeah. Singapore. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for sure, we're going to see a second wave this fall mm-hmm. uh, and a little bit overlap with the flu season. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we don't know that for sure, though, but like, right. you know, it's, it's, it's a very likely that that can happen once the temperature goes down again. Right. And, and
0: Trump is very confident that we're going to have a vaccine ready by the end of the year.
1: Why? Why is he so confident about that?
0: I mean, it could be Trump being Trump. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, they just have something in the works. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, I'm pretty I mean, sure. They
0: have something in the works, but typically yeah. for a vaccine to be, you know, clinically ready, it take like at least four to five years. Yeah. So, obviously, they want to ex- expedite this process mm-hmm. uh, given the special situation.
1: Yeah, yeah. So And, and, and also, every time you talk, you talk to someone from the medical uh, field where mm-hmm. they have a, like a medical, like a health concern, or like a medical standpoint, right? They're gonna they're gonna tell us that hey, we should quarantine. We should just stay at home as long as possible. But on the flip side, you know, if if, if I was if I was Trump, you know, I have to think about the economical uh, impact to this thing, right? So I guess m- maybe at this point, the, the reason why they made the decision is that they kind of evaluate both sides and. Um, you know, try to try to make the try to make the best decision to to accommodate both. Mm-hmm. So fingers crossed, and you know, this is not gonna come back and you know blow up in our face. So then, yeah, let's hope not. Yeah, we won't be quarantined for another two years.
0: Yeah, that's not gonna happen.
1: Yeah. So during this time, you know. Uh, we've been uh just staying at home watching a lot of tv shows right like all quarantinos do yeah and one show that you know comes in to my mind is uh this show on espn called the last dance
0: man that's so good
1: it's about the 97 and 98 chicago bulls team and uh ah man what can i say um i mean this team has a special place in my heart and Mm -hmm. and also you too right right i mean we're
0: for it it goes beyond basketball Mm -hmm. into all the sports fans right you can't like i think if you talk to any person that even if they're not a sports fan Mm -hmm. right they know who michael jordan is Mm -hmm. right scotty pippen yeah that's how profound yeah of an impact that whole team giving the sports world and and to
1: humanity in general yeah yeah my my girlfriend michelle she doesn't watch any basketball shout out to michelle yeah hey michelle (laughs) the other day she was like uh i I wonder uh what uh scotty pippen looks like i'm like oh scotty pippen looks like this and then she was like oh okay that's cool i i just i've i've always known this name but i never you know um so
0: she's not a basketball fan right just no to clarify not at all not but at she all. knows who scotty
1: pippen is she heard the name yeah she knows she heard the name scotty pippen she she can recognize uh she recognizes michael jordan okay and dennis Rodman. she she can recognize dennis Rodman for sure okay it's not it's,
0: it's not that hard to it's not that hard <laughs> to
1: recognize dennis Rodman because he, he's he's beyond a basketball player mm-hmm. he's like something else right but uh, so so both you and I, we are around the same age. And uh, I started watching basketball at uh, in 1995,
0: 96. then pretty early.
1: Yeah. Did uh,
0: I, w- I, w- I was around that same age, but uh, I don't think I quite understand it well. Yeah. I think like I really started to, wor- to watch and understand like 99, mm-hmm. 2000. Yeah. So that's where Michael you know come back the second time playing for the wizard mm-hmm. and that's during the Shaq and Kobe's heyday so yeah yeah Or oh, that uh, that was
1: when he came back for the third time right yeah, the third time yeah. sorry about that yeah but but uh, yeah like i said i started at 95 96 uh-huh. uh, i was too young to understand what's going on right and then, uh, yeah, I didn't really understand until like the but you feel the excitement, 90s. right? So oh yeah, yeah. People 100%. talk about,
0: hey, that Michael Jordan, they're the the whole Chicago Bulls dynasty. They're winning. Yeah. They're the best. Yeah. Uh, you feel it. You don't really quite understand the 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 extent of that. You know, it's that, yeah the power that people really related to.
1: Yeah, it's something about the the game of basketball It's just so so attractive to kids because like mm-hmm. it's like. Um,
0: I think that's sports in general, not just basketball thing.
1: Yeah, it's like like when you're at that age, obviously the number one thing will be cartoons, right? And Mm -hmm. then number two thing is like, oh, there are people playing with a ball. It's like a game that I can kind of relate to. Right. So as a kid growing up, you gravitate towards sports and then eventually you just, you know, kind of start playing and grow up with it. And uh, man, I'm telling you, like, uh, when I first started, ninety-five, uh, ninety-six, I knew Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls team right away, especially Dennis Rodman's hair, and yep. I'm telling you, like Michael Jordan was like a god figure to me.
0: That that's the case to everybody. Yeah,
1: I mean, I was a huge fan, and that was Michael Jordan and Michael Jackson were two of my you know biggest idols. Mm-hmm. Uh, both MJ's, yeah both mjs growing up so you love
0: that music radio they did together right
1: oh man huge fan huge mm-hmm. fan and then uh everything about michael jordan was just super fascinating to me uh i, I had michael jordan's you know poster all over my room mm-hmm. and i even had this uh like a like a book like a uh, like a collage of like uh like his uh stats, his photo albums, I mm-hmm. guess you you can say stats and everything. Right. That uh, I I always have it around me, and right. every time I'm like, you know, going to the restroom, you know, whatever, you can mm-hmm. always see me, you know, reading that book. And I've I've read it over and over again so many times. Right. Yeah.
0: I think I did a similar thing. Like back then, we're really like basketball nerds, mm-hmm. and just really started everything about him and really idolize him. Yeah. Um, but that's also one thing that fascinated me is especially from the documentary, right? Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot of behind the thing actions that was so unknown and, and stays mystery about Mm -hmm. part of the life and how there's obviously a lot of dynamic going on behind the curtain. Right. So for regular folks to only see the game Mm -hmm. and for, you know, when Michael Jordan and that and Abu's team, they're, they're on camera, but obviously there's a lot of things happening yeah. only they know right in closed door. And that's the whole, that, 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 that's what makes this documentary so fascinating. Oh yeah. So that's also like, so to put people's mind in, in perspective, this whole thing happened in the nineties, right? So that's mm-hmm. pre-social media. Mm-hmm. It feels like it's not that long ago, but it's kind of a long time ago, man. It was right 25 years ago. So no Instagram, no Twitter, so I think I think in that perspective um so that's what really differs Michael from yeah, uh today's stars like LeBron or even Kobe, yeah, because they're so active on social media, that's part of their brand, right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so you kind of know and relate it to their personality, mm-hmm. you know what they do in their no, in their daily life, in their mm-hmm. personal life, mm-hmm. you know where they live, you know their um. The goofy side, mm-hmm. they're just like your friend. Mm-hmm. Play with their kids, yeah, stuff like that. But that part of Michael Jordan's life remains um unknown, undiscovered yeah, it was to a mystery. Yeah, to fans, right? Yeah. So I think that kind of mystery really put him on a different pedestal in terms of like being a basketball guy. There
1: was no social media back then, right? And then everything you know about Michael Jordan were were you know told to you by your friends right and then you know you, you start making up you know stories and you start to add right you know crazy you know details to the story and next thing you know like right. freaking, Michael jordan just turned into this f- godlike figure that right. fictional you, figure fictional figure that you tend to believe right right and it's just like every once in a while just like sit down and think about like oh mm-hmm. man it would be so nice if i can meet michael jordan and like have his autograph and you know uh wear his jersey and all that stuff mm-hmm. and i was a, such a fanboy back then right i'm but still a fanboy right now though. but
0: let me ask you this do you think if michael jordan was in today with all the social media and attention and, and exposure of his pr- uh, privacy life and then this and that do you uh-huh. think he would still be michael jordan or he, he people gonna perceive him differently
1: I mean, obviously, uh, his game is
0: gonna be be the same, right? He's still yeah. gonna be like, yeah, that good on core.
1: Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of hard to answer the question because uh, I am in my thirties today, so mm-hmm. so it's like it's like y- you're really gonna have to ask uh, 15 like, year old Jeff, right? Yeah, yeah, like a younger version of me uh-huh. about the about the biggest basketball star right. at that time. Mm-hmm uh to to be able to have a fair answer to the question because like right now obviously i'm not gonna see anyone like you know godlike because i know they're not god right i'm I'm more i'm more of a mature uh person and i know that nobody's godlike so um but yeah if you ask a kid today you know like a Mm -hmm. like a seven or eight year old kid and ask him hey what do you think about lebron james or like, who's the big or or Steph Curry today? They're probably g- gonna have the same answer as, you know, if you were to ask me when I was. How we view Michael Jordan? Yeah, when like I was seven generation. or eight yeah. years old uh, about Michael Jordan. Um, that is crazy. And uh, but I I mean, from the documentary, like uh, right now, it's a it's a good time. But then like the timing of it is very interesting right Mm because like right now i'm old enough to understand a a, a way how the way basketball team works and understand like oh you know this is the reason why you know so and so happened Mm -hmm. and how everyone structured the team together and how they were uh like all the the details that happened Mm um so it's like taking a trip you know, back to the memory lane, and uh, I mean, this is this is why I think that you know, like the timing of it. It's do you think it it took them this long to make this documentary, or
0: I I think it definitely took them a significant amount of time to make it the way they want how they how they want to make it. uh uh-huh. but I think they released it on purpose at like kind of let people marinate it. You know what I mean? Like oh, they don't want to okay. release this like right after ho- when Michael retire, Obviously yeah. that's not gonna have uh, this kind of profound mm-hmm. impact on people, mm-hmm. especially on the younger generation. Like you think about that, all the y- new generation of player. Mm-hmm. Um, i see like players like um, Trey Young or uh, Luka Doncic, mm-hmm. John Moran. These, mm-hmm. these guys, they're like 20, 19 oh, yeah. years old. They right? had no idea about Michael Right, Ford. so when Michael Ford. plays, they're, they're like, some of them haven't even born yet yeah yeah so they they kind of have to relieve uh the like just like us right they mm-hmm. have to rewatch the footage and documentary in order to learn mm-hmm. how you know why is michael jordan you know the god of basketball
1: what what do you think about the release like the timing of the release for this one do you think they released around this time i think it's a great purpose? time i think it's a great timing it's great timing it's right. a great
0: timing the, the only thing that I think is that, you know, especially with the the uh, the episode released yesterday, there's Kobe talking about his relationship with Michael. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just making me feel so sad. I really wish, you know.
1: He's still alive to be but a part Kobe of Kobe was there.
0: Yeah. Um, rest in peace, the great, great member. Mm-hmm. One of the only, the closest to Michael we ever will see. Yeah. And, and talk about his relationship with Michael, especially watching the documentary, you feel like Kobe and Michael are closest than a lot of outsiders thinking. Mm -hmm. Even Michael talk about that. You know, there there are times that they have longer phone calls, Uh just like a big brother to a little brother. Mm -hmm. And Kobe will ask him all kinds of life questions. Mm -hmm. And uh, Michael just gave him uh, blunt and very honest opinion advice. Yeah. uh, I think that kind of make Kobe who he is.
1: Oh yeah. He definitely modeled his career after Michael Jordan and also he probably took over some of the moves that Michael Jordan Oh yeah. Was There's a lot of similarity in the games.
0: For. Yeah. Even their build, um yeah. the, the mentality, the way they approach the game. Yeah. The way they train. Mm-hmm. The way they're so competitive, even to a point that seems crazy to a lot of people.
1: It's insane for some people. Right. Did you hear that? Like uh, Kobe Bryant. Um, so this one time, he he traveled to a different city mm-hmm. to to play to play a game, right? And then after he played the game, he would uh, he would hop on the plane, fly mm-hmm. back to Los Angeles, go straight to a gym, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then put in some more extra like practice shots before wow. going to bed. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Kobe did that all the time. Yeah. Everybody remember like the way how people saying he's the uh, always gonna wake up at four a.m. Yeah, uh, going to the court before Insane. the sunrise. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's all kinds of similar stories about how Michael uh, was training, especially if you look at his career. Yeah, because they they kind of have different career paths. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kobe was winning, and when he was very young. Mm. That three for three P with the, with Shaq and in the Lakers, but um, as good as he is, he's always gonna be viewed as the as the sidekick to shark, shark. Yeah. Yeah. To Shark, right? Mm-hmm. So that kind of like uh, that kind of drives him. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, and yeah. that, that's also what drives them apart. Yeah. Because yes. not because they're ego. Obviously, we will be we will become super successful people. They mm-hmm. all they all have some kind of ego. Yeah. um but it's just like um when time rides to that point and business kicks in uh-huh. and the Lakers the management everything had to make a judgment call and they chose Kobe mm-hmm. and and people forget it took Kobe like four or five years to get back to uh competing a title Championship again. level right 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 so yeah. it, it, it take take him longer whereas that 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 Michael, when he won his first championship, he's already thirty one mm-hmm. and it took him years to come out the east because back then um Eastern Conference is very tough, and the eighties the late eighties and then the early nineties games is really, really physical and they that's where right there's a different game that's where the Jordan rule comes in If you look mm-hmm. at the early early footage of Michael play, yeah, he's so lean. Mm-hmm. And his quickness and his agility is on another level. He's dunking on everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, he's always scoring in transition. Penetrating. Uh, penetrating. Uh, but he He, he I, I also think that team is not well constructed like the later stage of the boost. So that's why uh, they've been keep, keeping losing to the Detroit Pistons. Yeah. And so do you think, so there's also a little bit controversy uh, comes out the documentary after people watch it mm-hmm. the the Pistons get a lot of fire get a lot of criticism of how yeah. they have been the bad boys yeah. not shaking hands yeah. uh, being very very tough Yeah. so what do you think about that
1: man I think that uh, so I always knew uh, they were they're you know the bad boys of the 80s mm-hmm. but after watching this documentary I had no idea they're that bad right I mean, they're like just, you know, beyond, beyond bad, man. Like they're basically out there and just try to start fights every single time. Mm-hmm. Uh, It's crazy how like, you know, you, when someone is, you know, going up for a layup or going for a dunk or even like just trying to pull up for a jump shot, they literally just, you know, throw themselves in the air and try to knock the other person out
0: elbow you shove you
1: so if if you ever play street ball and if something like that ever happened to you right that's, instant right that's an instant fight right there instant fight there's mm-hmm. this there's, there's a there's a big no-no right you don't do that because you yeah i understand that you're trying to Defend, but at, it's not—it's not a basketball play at a cause of let alone. The yeah, other
0: let alone it's—it's it's on sportsmanship. Yeah, it's on sportsmanship. Um, so that's back w-
1: then, that—that that was a game that they play.
0: Right. That's that's the that's the mentality they're in. Yeah. Right, so winning no matter what, right? So that's yeah. part of the strategy. Mm-hmm. So that's where, after watching that, you just have to give Michael more, more respect, more credit. Yeah, yeah. you know, giving that kind of play, that kind of physicality. Mm-hmm. Uh, he still eventually managed to, you know, yeah. come out of through that and rise up. Oh. Yeah. He didn't
1: get mad, he didn't get mad, uh, he didn't sit back and complain. Right, he didn't
0: get like get into fights, get a technical yeah. foul, yeah. foul out. He just, you know, get back, shut up, and do his work. You, you know? know
1: what he did turn around and work on right his weight gain during mm-hmm. off season so he can come out the next year stronger than ever stronger than ever and take more hits and take right. more take more uh you know fouls or whatever right in order to you know hey if, if this is all you got mm-hmm. all i gotta do is just work on this right. and then next, next year, year i'll be stronger yeah you have nothing on me now. Right. Now now it's my time.
0: Right. I think that summer he he put on like 50 60 pounds of muscle or something like that. I
1: think he put on 25 pounds.
0: Right. Some some crazy number. Yeah, yeah. And that's why if you look at the later se- stage of his game, he's so strong. Oh yeah. Right. That's where yeah. it made his post game inguard- unguardable, right? Yeah.
1: I I feel like his physiques or like his uh, athleticism as a complete player mm-hmm. peaks at like
0: 95 do you want to say 95? Yeah, well, 95 95 96
1: ish. he was out right. playing uh what you call it baseball right right right
0: no, no 97, 97 the later stage the the second three yeah, yeah
1: second three three repeats right. because you you can tell by the way he looks he's mm-hmm. just more more sturdier more mm-hmm. stronger player that can right still do everything more more well-rounded right yeah he put on 25 pounds during off season, uh, how long is the off season? Like five months? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Twenty five pounds in five months, you know, and you, it's 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 not only fat; it's mm-hmm. nothing but muscle. Right, it's still pretty hard, right? Oh yeah, five for pounds. sure. Yeah,
0: but the thing about how that team's constructed, I feel like it's uh, you have to give credit to to the Jerry
1: Krause, right,
0: to the GM at the time. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you see some ups and downs with his relationship with Michael Mm -hmm. um, and how that team was managed by Phil Jackson. Yeah. Basically you have to be able to control um, different characters. Uh, Michael, Scotty, Dennis Rodman, they all have their different personalities. Yeah. And basically they just like let each one of them do their thing. Yeah. And still somehow to get them together, have this one of the, arguably the best NBA team ever we have seen.
1: Mm-hmm. And this is why, another reason why I feel like it's so interesting uh, for me to see it right now because mm-hmm. I knew that they had a good team, but I've, I've always thought that Phil Jackson was the one who put the team together. But turned out that there's a... Yeah,
0: it's always the, the GM.
1: GM, Jerry Krause, he was the... um He had a lot of... He had the, a lot to do with the success of... You know, the Chicago Bulls. Yeah. yeah, how the they era. put
0: everything together. So yeah. so one of the fascinating thing about the documentary is uh, when we watch that, you know, obviously w- we know Michael and Scotty before, but mm-hmm. they, they kind of put all their players under microscope, especially mm-hmm. all the role players. Yeah. And those role players, they're, each one of them, they play a key role at mm-hmm. a certain point, mm-hmm. you know, to bring success to that whole dynasty. Yeah um how they managed to find all the shooters john paxton steve kerr Mm -hmm. they all made their fair share of clutch shot Mm -hmm. uh in their championship run yeah um and uh, and the couple centers they have the 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 defender they have yeah horace grant Mm -hmm. um tony kukoc tony kukoc um, they all play a key role
1: oh yeah so so let's dive into like some of the details of this show mm-hmm. uh, the first episode it talked about how um michael jordan came up right right starting from when he was a kid playing uh high school basketball right Got, got the kicked Wilson. out
0: by this by the coach right yeah yeah because the coach said he's not tall enough
1: he's not tall enough i mean like do, does it sound like a bitter story story to you no it's
0: it's funny it's it's uh i, I like that because yeah. even though even during his. Um, What's it called? His uh, speech Hall at of fame yeah Hall speech. of Fame speech. Yeah, it
1: still mentioned that. Yeah, but um, it to me it didn't sound. It doesn't sound. It's not like petty. A, it's it's. It's not like a petty story. It's He's, not a petty he, story. He, he just he just he just wasn't. That's enough. No, no no. That's the that kind it.
0: of drive super successful people they take. Yeah, you know what I mean. They remember yeah. this kind of thing to motivate them. Yeah, you no, know, like hey, if you say I'm not tall enough, yeah. I'll come back. I'll prove to you I can still play my game. Yeah, and and I'll be best at what I do. I'll be better. Yeah. You know, so that's what he did.
1: Yeah. And then the the next year he came back, joined the team, and then right away he was uh, he was an instant success, right? Right, best
0: player on the team. Best player on the team right um, away and then got... Got, got into a, North Carolina.
1: Yeah. I mean, to get into North Carolina, is, is it says a lot about you. Right. Right. That alone is like a huge recognition as a basketball right. player.
0: Have a very successful collegiate uh, career
1: one of the best one of the, the best the, uh, was it in his uh sophomore year or like the senior year where he made that clutch the last shot, yeah the class shot, shot to win the to win, win the, the national championship
0: right you already see he that has was, he has that in
1: him yeah that was clutch it is yeah he's been very since michael jordan in north carolina right uh college days right got we into fast forward
0: M- to 84 that yeah. draft class is pretty interesting because you know, people always talk shit about how there's two team pass Michael Jordan in the yeah, draft. Yeah, I have, I, I honestly have no problem with the Houston Rockets draft. Exactly. Draft uh, Hakeem. Yeah. Number one, because yeah. if I was the GM at the time, I'll do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Right. You choose uh, That that's a no-brainer.
1: That's a no-brainer. Obviously, hindsight is always 2020, right? Like right. If you can go back in time, of course. But at that time, that was the best decision for right for for the team Uh uh-huh
0: and there's like a separate documentary along about how the trailblazers passed on Michael Jordan and draft Sam Bowie yes nobody remember that's a guy who who he who they picked before Michael Jordan
1: man he would have been he would have been a great player they're on the fence
0: because they know his uh he has conditions he has a lot of injuries yeah Uh, Uh, he's a good athlete
1: but did you see that documentary, by the way? I see it. Yeah, dude, that documentary is so sad. Right. Cause like it's it's uh like the injuries were horrific, mm-hmm. right? And then he kept on trying to work his way back, and every single time he 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 fell.
0: Right. That's what people been saying. The Trailblazer Draft, not not just him yeah but greg olden greg olden brandon roy yeah there's a lot of people that they're supposed to be you know superstars Superstar, and they're yeah they just get hindered by injury but
1: brandon roy actually played a few years until yeah but
0: only like only like five years and 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 I mean he f- retired 26 27 yeah f-
1: five five years is good enough for trailblazers <laughs> <But> <laughs> right brandon so roy i'm roy glad that was the beast i'm glad there. they
0: they finally have um uh, lealard and yeah colin yeah
1: so. so chicago drafted michael jordan michael jordan went into you know the league and that was this funny story that he mentioned during the documentary which called out the entire team mm-hmm. it was like one day we're away somewhere and then he's mm-hmm. like uh, we're at the hotel and then i passed by uh, this room uh where it was you know very noisy inside so he knocked on the door and then they let him in and then once he got in that's when he realized that oh you have your coke over here you had your wee smoker over there you <laughs> have people like players with right uh hookers over there and man he just wow. called out the entire team and this is like thirty years right. after. I think after that's a that, kind
0: right? of a normal thing back then, don't you think?
1: It could be a normal thing back then, right? But it's just like you know, um, it's 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 thirty years after the fact, so you know, mm-hmm. it's 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 all you know, fun and you know, good right now. but, right,
0: but I think only Michael Jordan got to got to do that. Yeah, without yeah. getting any backfire today. Yeah,
1: um, but but he's like, hey, right away he knew that. You know this is what this team is about and i'm not you know cool with that right so right away he took the initiative to like try to take the lead try mm-hmm. to try to be the leader of the team right and then uh, play hard you know try try to
0: lead by action
1: be by action and then one uh did he win the rookie of the year the first year yep rookie of the year the first year and then maybe uh uh all-star I think also
0: I, I, I'll start next year, I think. And yeah. I could be wrong. Yeah. Um. And also leading the league in points from the next season.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And there's and like,
0: there's like five, six, three seasons. He averaged yeah. like some insane number, 35 points a game. Yeah. Seven, six rebounds and five, six assists. Some crazy number. All NBA yeah. first team all every year. All first team defense. Defense. Um. MVP couple
1: seasons. The next year was the year that he blew up but mm-hmm. the first year was the year that like he, he decided to put his foot down and be right. the leader of the team crazy his mindset
0: right but if you look at his uh the first kind of first phase of his career mm-hmm. his game is pretty different mm-hmm. there's way more highlight reel
1: really Before yeah the,
0: yeah like there's so many crazy donks
1: Oh, before he won his uh, first championship. Right, right, right. right. Like 89, yeah. 90, yeah. those couple of seasons, there's like yeah. tons of crazy
0: highlight. Yeah. Insane, like re- double reverse, like
1: yeah. 360s. He was super light back then. And right. he was in his 20s with right. that kind of like- That quickness, that kind of explosiveness is crazy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, that 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 is one, like phase of his career that nobody really talked about mm-hmm. because like we we like the Michael Jordan we like the championship Michael Jordan but right. don't get me wrong the first phase he was a freaking beast mm-hmm. he was like the second year into the league uh-huh. everyone knew that he was the best player in the league oh yeah right I mean even though Larry Bird uh, Magic Johnson was still around mm-hmm. but they're like nah nah it's it's uh, our our time is you know starting to pass and it's this new guy now. right they're
0: declining yeah. um yeah. michael's coming up yeah uh, but that th- doesn't translate into championship yeah until uh, they have scotty yeah they have uh other people that coming along with all the different role players how they construct the team
1: scotty came in at uh when was he when was he drafted 1989
0: yeah, somewhere there.
1: Yeah, so he played first year, and then that's another thing I didn't know about Scottie Pippen is that he signed a contract for seven years. Uh huh. Uh, seven years contract for seventeen million dollars. Damn, that's such a bargain, man. That's such a bargain, right? And then that's the reason why, like, towards the end of the uh or at the beginning of ninety-seven ninety-eight season, he set out the first half of the season because he felt like he got robbed right yeah i mean when you have someone who is like the number one in assist number one in like you know steals and number two in like you know something all these crazy stats you have to pay more than 17 millions for seven years
0: well it sounds like his agent <laughs> but that's the thing about this documentary uh, people people always don't enough credit to scotty Pippen. yeah you know he he's always gonna be all oh, the second best player uh the robins to the batman man uh, but think about this guy we're talking about like arguably one of the top 50 players of all time uh the bet one of the best small forward ever to play the game yeah so versatile yeah six nine crazy athlete can do everything on the court can shoot dribble pass yeah um play superb defense He's always the guy who's guarding the, the posing best player. Yeah. Uh, can play all five positions, guarding all five positions. His game is perfect for today.
1: Yeah. I mean, there, there is an argument to be made about Michael Jordan being the best player to ever play the game. Mm-hmm. But I don't think there's a debate uh, about Scottie Pippen being the best second player on mm-hmm. the team. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, can you think of another, like, uh second base best player on the team that is as good as scotty pippen well
0: maybe in today's super team you know what i mean like how like couple like how these couple teams structured like the the clay, warriors back then
1: clay thompson, no, clay no, thompson no, is no no
0: if you have have the warriors like two years ago they have karen durant as the best player you have steph curry as the second best player right I play. yeah and yeah. you have uh lebron play with Dwayne wade also uh-huh. play with uh Kyrie. so but that's that's like a legitimate super team yeah
1: um, but i don't think i don't think those players are as good as scotty pippen
0: well there's there's argument can be made yeah steph yeah. curry how they, their games are different so it's uh yeah. it's like apple and oranges
1: yeah but uh, i get what you're saying mm-hmm. um, but 17 million dollars for seven years man, right, that's but, a robbery
0: right but th- that here's the thing michael jordan will win a championship uh-huh regardless if he play with Scott Pippen really you think so he will win but he won't win six out that's of true. six that's right? true that's Michael true. Jordan will win one or two yeah yeah but he won't but be able to six. do like all two three piece with, without Scottie Pippen that's yeah. for sure yeah and also Dennis Rodman yeah
1: so do you think Sco- do you think Michael Jordan also brings out the best of Scottie Pippen 100% because like I feel like anyone who's in the same team as michael jordan right away they're like this guy is the leader mm-hmm. right and then yep and then and they're, they're going to try their best to, to to play alongside with them right You know, doing whatever is needed um to 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 make sure that you know the the whole team uh, succeed
0: right Th- that that's why their personality is so match and their game is so complementary to each other mm-hmm. and that's also why when scotty later on in his uh, later stage of his career, uh, he played for the Rockets and he played for the the Trailblazers. Uh-huh. Where sometimes in the during the season or during the the that stage of his career, uh-huh. he was the focal point of the yeah. offense. Yeah. Right, he he was a guy. Yeah, and then right? the but team wasn't as good. Yeah, it, it wasn't. Obviously, he didn't win a championship. Yeah, yeah. Um, now yeah. Trailblazer team is pretty good. they Went to the conference finals, but eventually they still lose to the Lakers and Kobe and Shaq.
1: Quick trivia um mm-hmm. Scotty Pippen actually made more money playing basketball than Michael Jordan throughout his uh entire career really like their entire sal- salary, career. Wise, right? salary wise salary right. wise yeah because he played he has longer he played longer he he played longer and then he he jumped around a few teams mm-hmm. where you know the contracts a co- yeah, couple big out. contract yeah yeah. yeah yeah so I mean he obviously did because like you know right. he he learned his lesson from signing with the Bulls right
0: But like today, that's still like in the 90s and early 2000. But if you look at today's contract, I mean, Mike Conley is getting like 30 million dollar a year. Yeah. All these guys, they're making like 100 million, 200 million contract these days, man. That's what I'm saying. Like crazy
1: in the 90s. It wasn't even too long ago. 17 million dollars is it's not like 100 million dollars today. You know, Uh 17 million dollars was was still like not not enough for. Someone who's at that caliper, but mm-hmm. it is what it is i mean he uh um i th- I, th- I think you know they they have enough money to last a lifetime anyway, so yeah <laughs> it's not like they're broke um, well so,
0: so after watching the documentary right obviously there's so many so many iconic moments uh uh-huh. all through michael and in the booze career and all that's, that that uh, that whole era. Uh-huh. So, after relieve all those um, those moments and and go through memory lane, uh-huh. what do you say is your favorite Michael Jordan moment? Obviously, we have uh, the last shot at Utah uh-huh. against Brian Russell. Uh-huh. Um, obviously, you have the flu game. Uh-huh. The shot mm-hmm. uh, against the uh, Cavaliers. Uh-huh. Uh, the shock against uh the the trailblazer so there's so many iconic moments in his career obviously the the switch of the hand in, in in the middle of the air yeah, yeah. against the lakers to win the yeah. the first championship
1: so yeah
0: out of all those like magnificent moments, which one is your favorite I think personal my, favorite of michael jordan
1: i think my favorite is the last shot Um, against utah against utah where he stole the ball from oh yeah that whole sequence of event yeah Yeah. and then just slowly like he stole the ball and he wasn't like super uh he he was composed you know he calmed himself dribbled Mm -hmm. the ball slowly up court right and
0: and that whole that whole sequence is like happened so fast but in that under like uh 30 minutes 30 seconds yeah it's a perfect demonstration of how you know he's on the he's next level basketball. Yeah, he's basketball just, just beyond everybody yeah. how he reads the de- game how yeah. he read defense yeah. how he understand the clock how he understand the all the schemes all the plays that you know uh, not only his team running but the, the opposing team yeah uh, because it's such a pivotal moment because yeah. i think that utah team gave michael and the boost the most challenging Oh yeah, out of all the opponent, right? So uh-huh. they're they're very close to beating them. Yeah, twice. And they're they're and they're like uh, overall. I was ar- would argue overall better structured team. Yeah, they have a two legitimate Hall of Famer. Uh, they, their game play perfect together. Yeah, and they're so tough on defense. Yeah, and they have shooters all around. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a very very good team. Yeah. championship caliber team, and this is a very pivotal game six. Yeah. In Utah, yeah. if they lose the game, I will see Utah probably will win eventually. Yeah. Oh yeah, that, and that game was. And this is the last seconds. It's a tie game. Yeah, and and Utah definitely goes to the play they feel most comfortable with, which is the Carmelo post on the right side of the wing, uh-huh. and and Michael just understand that there's a split second, there's yeah. a blind spot yeah. behind Carmelo. And yep. he's so ballsy to ditch his his uh, the players, his guarding and go around the corner to steal the ball. Yeah. Because if I remember correctly, they're at the fall limit. Yeah. So if he foul, he do anything stupid, that automatically two free through. He's out. Right. You and you gave you gave the game away. And he successfully take the ball. Yeah. And the rest of history, he knows he he, he has the ability to make the shot and yeah. And the team knows that there's no timeout call or mm-hmm. uh, they just let Ma- Michael did his thing yeah um,
1: he's, he saw the play before that even happened right so he's at right place at the right time even right. though he's he's got five foul, five fouls mm-hmm.
0: and, and and that move he did with Brian Russell yeah is so so significant because perfect ending to his career exactly because people argue oh that's a pr- that's a subtle push but he understands that yeah no one's gonna call that yeah, yeah. That, and, and it just Enough to give him a little bit of advantage, a little bit of room, a little bit of separation so that way he can pull up, make that comfortable, you know, 13, 15 footer.
1: That perfect amount. Right. Because he knew that like, number one, I'm Michael Jordan. The whole world is watching me. Mm -hmm. Like no referee is going to dare to call me on something as, as small as, I mean, yeah, something as small as this. Right. And then, yeah, he just pulled the trigger. And, mm-hmm. and made it perfect ending to his career, but unfortunately, he came back for another year that yeah. we all would like to forgive, <laughs> <laughs> or for, you know. It, it, it
0: it's just weird to see him in another uniform,
1: and with that much weight, right? His waistline is like. I think his his just bored. Couldn't jump as fast. Couldn't. He's just walk. bored. Yeah,
0: you know, like. Uh, well, but I
1: mean when you're a competitor like that Mm -hmm. you know all of a sudden you have to sit at home and watch other people compete right you think that oh i can do better than this Mm -hmm. and but like your identity is lost right you want to come back mm -hmm. and also you're the owner of the team right (laughs) it's like it's not like you you need to pull some strings to make this happen you're just like oh i'm gonna sign myself and that's it
0: right but but he also like he's michael jordan come on he's yeah at 42 yeah he can still play he averaged 20 points yeah but he's not the michael jordan that we like to remember
1: no he's still got good he's good numbers numbers right Right. he made it to the you know all-star team
0: of course he's michael Um, jordan yeah of course but the team just like that wizard team is so bad they never got to get into playoffs and even if you ask some ask some of the players that play around Michael during that time, Jerry right? Stockhouse. Jerry Stackhouse, uh, Rip Hamilton, yeah, Tyronn Lue, um, they all have complicated feelings.
1: Yeah, yeah. Jerry House said that later on. He said that he wished that he he uh, never
0: played with him, Michael, right? Yeah, never played with Michael. Kind of have to play in the shadow, even though he's like the best player.
1: Yeah, he was up and coming. Uh, if not, uh, if. He was either up and coming or he was at the prime of his career we had to play in the shadow of michael like just listening to michael jordan and um have to like be careful with everything that you do on court because Mm -hmm. there's the legend there that you have to always um keep in the back of your mind right that kind of limits your game a little bit sometimes
0: Mm -hmm. so you know what, what what's my favorite michael jordan moment what is uh it's not a moment it's it's a it's a game uh-huh. It's the game that they play against the, uh, the Celtics that he scored in the playoffs, mm-hmm. he scored 69 points oh. in, in the TD garden mm-hmm. that's still up to date. still the playoff NBA record
1: against us, the Celtics, right? right?
0: That's his career high Yeah. and that Celtics have five Hall of Famers. Yes. Like yes. Larry Bird, Kevin McHale, yeah. Robert Parrish um just tons of like really really good players uh, wow. but after that game larry bird was like He'd i think he's a, anyone that good right he i think he's the one that sa- said that he's a he feel like he's playing against a basketball god
1: yeah yeah he said that right so it, it was also in the documentary there's not
0: a particular moment but look at the move and look at all the all the all the stuff that michael did in that game right mm-hmm. couple between the legs pulled up uh-huh. turn around baseline uh it's just like all this fundamental stuff, but it's like they can't guard him.
1: Single handedly Single handedly destroy the, the one of the whole, best team in history. Yeah, that was the original super right. team. So
0: that that game is his coming out party Yeah. That yeah. that's like his coming out saying, Hey, I'm the guy now.
1: Yeah, I yeah, I'm 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 taking over. I'm, right. I'm not I'm not here to I'm here to win. I'm not here to, you know, right playing your shadow anymore. Right.
0: That's the thing about Michael Jordan is that I don't think we ever seen anyone in sports history that has that kind of impact beyond that particular sports. Mm -hmm. He's so iconic, Mm -hmm. right? So Mm -hmm. he has this particular swag Mm -hmm. that everybody wants to be.
1: Everybody wants to be. He on, on, on the TV screen, he was a perfect human being. Mm -hmm. There was no bad news about him back then. Right. Was, Was there any?
0: Well, yeah. there's some rumors that flying around about his relationship with some porn stars and also like his gambling.
1: Oh yeah, his habit. gambling was, was bad. But like to me, I'm just like gambling is it's it, it sounds bad when I say this, right. but I feel like gambling. But that goes is, by, that is, goes is by, like a same as you, the problem you have with smoking cigars. Right. It's, like it's your it's a, own lifestyle it's a lifestyle choice. Lifestyle is a choice. Right.
0: But that also goes back to the previous statement that we're talking about that, that he also lives in a era that social media is right. not a thing. Right. So, right. uh, as famous as he is, he can still have managed
1: to find a way to enjoy his privacy. But people nowadays they came out, they said that, yeah, he might've had, a, <coughs> sorry, issue with, um, gambling. He might've had, um, a, a thing with like smoking cigars and stuff like that but mm-hmm. drugs or, or 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 even uh you know playing with hookers and all that stuff but mm-hmm. drugs and like alcohol and things that are like bad for his uh, body body and career mm-hmm. was was were never a problem
0: of course you don't get to that level of success yeah and also have that long career without that kind of discipline
1: yeah yeah but no, like a, a lot of, you know, like, I guess he, he knows his poison and he tried his best not to pick the worst ones. Mm. Right. I mean, he's like, um, so let's talk about, uh, Dennis Rodman. Okay. Um, so what a crazy character, crazy character. Um, so, so before he signed or he played with the bulls, he mm-hmm. was with the Detroit Pistons, right. right. And then, uh, apparently he was, a you know, squared away straight edge guy.
0: Yeah. He looks very differently
1: when he was with the Pistons, right? Never smoked, never drank, mm-hmm. uh, no never, crazy hair. Yeah. No crazy hair. No, no hookers. None of those craziness, no mm-hmm. parting whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And then once he signed, but also with he's the not Bulls, that good. Bad right then?
0: I, I no, think, he was good. He was, but, he was but good I think compared doing, to to later stage, right? He's still like yeah, good rebounder and play good defense. But no, well, I mean that's
1: that's that's what he was for, right? This is you know this entire his entire career, right? But after he signed with the Bulls and started play with the Bulls, mm-hmm. that's when you know Dennis Rodman turned into Dennis Rahman.
0: What do you think? What changed? so you think Madonna changed him
1: yeah there were some rumors about Madonna was the one who changed him but I, I just feel like if you never had it in you mm-hmm. then you 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 would have never turned into that right.
0: person right? he has that fire in him
1: yeah but at the same time he can go out there and deliver mm-hmm. he he shows up right you know and I mean whatever he does off court is really his personal life right So with that being said, you know, people might want to say he's crazy, but then again, you know, who's, who's really defined crazy. There's no definition, you know, he he does a good job. Well, normal people don't have green hair. Yeah. But (laughs) I mean, yeah, maybe it's it's us
0: being too judgmental. Yeah. But also like that really made me admire the the management skill or the management style by Phil Jackson and Michael Uh because they allowed a crazy character like Dennis Rodman to do his thing.
1: Yeah. To keep him under control. Because right.
0: Hey, you can party all night. You can go to yeah. Vegas and gambling and then party with hookers, or whatever, yeah. do drugs and this and that. As long as you come back yep. on time, yep. show up, do your thing, do your thing. We and don't care what you did off the court.
1: Yeah. He, he, uh, it is, I mean, his entire life is very fascinating. Right. You know, like he, he, Do you you know he grew up here in Dallas? Oh, really? Yeah, he grew up here in Dallas. He got kicked out of the house at 18. Wow. And then he started playing basketball while he was living on the streets. Wow. I know he played pretty late. He didn't start until he was 18. Dang. And then all of a sudden he got, you know, he got got scouted, you know, Uh he got found out. Right. And then played for his college and, you know, the rest is over. Wow. But, uh, as you can see like his jump shots and everything like mm-hmm. his 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 follow through his his uh posture and it's everything it's pretty
0: unorthodox
1: it's unorthodox it's, it's it's super off right right he doesn't look like a natural basketball his
0: player. game is different he's yeah. he's a he's a wheel player he played for his hustle yeah the way he can just smell rebound yeah the way he play defense uh-huh. Uh it's it's a lot of like it's a mental game it's his effort yeah right he's not there he knows that he's not there for his skill yeah um and,
1: and then when he was with the pistons he was this quiet boy that was shy and super mm-hmm. nice to everyone mm-hmm. because you know he he really came from nothing right came from nowhere right mm-hmm. grew up in the streets and mm-hmm. now he's under a spotlight any no one would know how to react to that right away right and then later on signed with the started playing with the Bulls and uh Dennis Rodman came out, became mm-hmm. this, you know, quote unquote crazy person. Mm-hmm. Um he was still partying and, and all that stuff. There was another uh, there was another uh documentary just about, about him yeah, yeah, yeah. on ESPN. I think that one is uh one of the thirty for thirty documentaries. Right. By the way, shout out to uh ESPN thirty four thirty. Oh man. All the documentaries. Um There's never been a miss, right? It's all amazing. Every single one of them had a great story to tell Mm well-produced and, uh, great show. Now, um,
0: what a crazy life he
1: he was still partying while playing hard. Like he would, he would finish a game, go out, you know, start, started drinking, partying all night and come back the next day come like, back
0: get 25 rebounds
1: get 25 rebounds <laughs> on like two hours of sleep Jeez. hungover and everything and then over and over again
0: right and yeah. now become a diplomatic <laughs> diplomatic icon with north korean yeah. best buddy with Kim Jong Un.
1: yeah it was so what funny. A crazy life did you did you see his uh, uh interview on cnn with the uh, chris Cuomo?
0: Uh, about North Korean? Yeah, when yeah, he yeah, first yeah, yeah. came
1: back, it's freaking crazy. Do you think he was drunk or like he was?
0: He's on some, was, He's intoxicated for sure. He was and struggling <laughs> to put his thoughts
1: together, man. He was. Just, he was so pissed oh, off, man. He had a cigar and he was just pointing at Chris <laughs> Cuomo. <laughs> you, I just feel.
0: I feel so bad for Chris Cuomo.
1: And then he started crying and stuff, right? Yeah. Well, right. by the way, yeah. But uh, yeah, and 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 he's still wearing all these crazy clothes and stuff. Uh, what a character! Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, who else is there? Tony Kukoc. Right. Tony Kukoc is like the the, the the best play, the best European player at the time. Just like today's uh, Luka Doncic. Well,
0: yeah, kind of. But at the time, European basketball was still up and coming. Mm. it's not as strong as today mm-hmm. but that's also like the impact of my another impact of michael is the global impact oh yeah so that 92 dream team yeah so if you ask a lot of european player right so yeah. even even dirk dirk Novisky yeah and pija storiakovich some mm-hmm. of the serbian players and that 92 olympic game really opened their eyes yeah and that really pushed forward the progress and development of the the the, the global game or the, the yeah. of the basketball game right so yeah there michael and that american team is on such a different level dream team it, it, it really opened people's eyes wow basketball can be played this way yeah right yeah so and I, I think if you look at the the today's european basketball landscape there's so many team and so many good players because of that olympic game yeah right so that's just that's just how profound the the michael jordan effect and his uh, whole whole game yeah you know just completely changed basketball
1: worldwide he just he's the whole package man mm-hmm. he's a great player he's got the body he's got the looks the icon is he's, is he's, do, do you think he looks good
0: Well, he's a, he's a, he's a fairly good looking guy. He's a good looking guy. Right. Right. And also he's, he's so he has a very just perfect positive image for, for the league at the time. Yeah. No tattoo speaks. Well, speaks. Well, pretty well-spoken, pretty polished. Yeah. And, and also you have to give, um, uh, David Stern the credit because he's trying to build the league, right? NBA is no way near today's today's level at the yeah, time yeah. right the, the 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 magnitude of the the Im- impact yeah um and michael coming at the perfect stage yeah right where tv broadcasting on another level the game is broadcasting worldwide i think ninety yeah. five, ninety four, ninety five 94 95 is where um nba was starting to lively broadcasting in china mm-hmm. so he comes comes in the perfect timing to be the face of the the franchise to be the face of the league
1: yeah not to mention the jordan brand shoes oh man you know you go from jordan one to right. like jordan 15
0: that's why he's a billionaire man
1: which one is your favorite
0: of all the jordans yeah man it's like choose my favorite kids it's hard uh i really like the the jordan one. Um, Oh, all the way back yeah i like the retro look those it's are making classic. a
1: comeback nowadays man oh yeah uh, those are the most popular ones right right now. 'Cause they're good they're just good it shoes for like daily uh Yeah, it's terrible to, to
0: to to in, but yeah. It's it has no technology whatsoever, but it's it's a, it's a it's a retro look, it's a classy look. Yeah. Uh I like the Jordan elevens.
1: Oh, elevens? Yep. Um I think my, my favorite is the Jordan twelve. Is that the which one that's is a b that's a black and the black red. and red, right? Yeah, the black and red one. Oh. The, i had a pair when i was uh in was it was a fifth grade or uh-huh. fourth grade right um fake of course because i couldn't afford a nice right, pair right, right. like a uh, you know authentic pair right. or whatever no cop. and i was known for wearing those shoes like oh, people yeah? today, when they see me, they're like, "Oh, you're that one kid that uh-huh. had the Jordan 12 back then." They're like, "You beat the shit out of those because I, I had <laughs> like holes on the side right. and I wore them everywhere." Yeah, wearing everywhere playing basketball, and right. I, I did everything with those shoes, Dang. and I had like terrible athlete foot, uh-huh. and like I, I still remember the the, the smell of it. Damn, <laughs> pretty bad.
0: But like I think that's every kid, right. They all have like kids our age. They all have mm-hmm. that, like their favorite Jordan shoes and memory yeah. goes with it.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. uh and back well, then yeah.
0: when they when I first like wearing the Jordan shoe,
1: like the
0: the the impact is there because mm-hmm. you almost as a kid you think like you put on the shoes, you can jump like Mike, you can mm-hmm. you can instantaneously jump higher and play mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. And that's a genius marketing by genius like marketing. Nike. Yeah. Anyway. I mean,
1: before before Jordan, basketball shoes were just like mostly Converse and you know they're they're just like regular shoes, right? right. But like he he started the whole mm-hmm. basketball shoes. Right. N-
0: Nike back then is a relatively small, small company. It's nothing Nike, crazy. Yeah, nothing yeah. crazy like today. Yeah, yeah. So
1: Hey. Or the big players back then, Converse and
0: Adidas and Adidas, Adidas are way bigger, Reebok. Yeah, Reebok and it's now it's thing. just Nike's like,
1: yeah, like he's on bigger than level. everybody. Yeah, yeah. Most I mean, partially it's because of Michael Jordan.
0: Yep. Yeah. Man, we can we can go on and on and and it's just like we uh, will
1: we will because today is we, ongoing. We're at episode four. six. I think and five now. and six, and yeah. all right. It's it's a ten-part series. Damn. So we have, uh what is it? I mean, honestly, we haven't even like dive into some of the details of the oh, documentary yeah. today. Yeah. Right. Is, we're we'll like
0: definitely just, do that because there's just so many stories in there. Um, I think I think next time I'll be I'll be happy. I think we 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 would talk more about his rivalry. Yeah. The the opponent opponent he faced him back then. It's not like. Yeah. Michael got the easy, easy day route, and there's a lot of good players, a lot of good teams back then. Yeah. Um. There's a lot of iconic battle. Yeah. Rivalries, and 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 we'll definitely talk about it next time.
1: I look forward to some of the side stories, like oh, funny yeah. stories, like oh, Michael Jordan had a bet with someone, and then yeah, the next day some bet
0: on the plane, whatever happened, right? Yeah,
1: so something happened
0: there's a lot of that yeah i mean it's just it's just such a good series i'm yeah. glad and i can't wait for uh i can't wait to to watch the the rest of them
1: yeah so stay, all right stay tuned
0: that pretty much it for this episode mm-hmm. thank you guys for listening and tune in make sure you subscribe us fresh off the air on all channels and platforms and until next time
1: yes until next time see you guys